In our second lesson tonight, I want to bring you a lesson that I believe is one of the best lessons that I have on the subject of baptism. And in order to do that, I want to read an entire chapter, which I don't normally do in lessons. I want to read you the entire chapter of 2 Kings 5. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. The Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. She said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. One went and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is in the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I'll send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, <clears throat> I have therefore or therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. He's, he's trying to trick me, in other words. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger. didn't even come out. Sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, mad. Went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place, and I recover his leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he said unto thee, Wash and be clean. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, And he was clean. We advertise this lesson as the reluctant dipper. I want you to notice about seven things in this chapter. Number one, 
Naaman had a big problem. You look at the description of him, he was an outstanding man. There's so many things said there in verse 1 that indicates that he was high up as far as position was concerned. He had many things, but he was a leper. Leprosy is one of the most dreaded diseases that's ever existed. I'm told that there is still a leper colony off the coast in the area of Louisiana where people will go and live the last few years of their life because leprosy is such a dreaded disease. He had a big problem. In the second place, it is evident from what is said that he had gone to the wrong sources to try to cure his problem. I'm somewhat reading between the lines, but everything suggests that he would have had the best doctors that existed in his land because he evidently was pretty close to the king. And no doubt he had tried everything that he thought was possible to cure his leprosy. He had been to the wrong sources. But then he went to another wrong source. The king of Syria heard about the discussion. He said, okay, I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. The little maid didn't say he needs to go to the king. and he'll, She said he needs to go to the prophet of God that's in Israel. But the king of Syria sent him to the wrong source again. And because he took what he took to the king of Israel, the king of Israel thought that maybe the king of Syria was trying to set him up to overcome him, and he rejected him. He couldn't have healed his leprosy anyway. But then he went to the right source. Elisha sent word and said, send him over here and I'll take care of the situation. I'll do what's necessary to prove to him that there is a God in Israel. Send him over here. I'm the one that can do something about it. And so after probably having gone to many sources in Syria and now to the wrong source with the king of Israel, he goes to the right place. And when he went, he got a very simple message. Elisha didn't even come out. He sent him the message, go dip in the Jordan seven times and your leprosy will be clean. And it made him mad. I've had instances where preaching the gospel made somebody mad. I remember particularly one night when I was in Clarksville, I preached on something, and a lady who was a member had her husband with her that night who was not a member, and when they left that night, she told me later that he said as he went out the door, if I stayed here, I would whip him. I'm glad he kept going. <laughs> but it wasn't long until I baptized that man. But I've seen people get mad, and some of you have too, at the preaching of the gospel. That's exactly what happened with Naaman. He was wroth. He was sent a simple message. Now you think about it. Later on, some of his servants said if he'd have given you a great thing to do, if he'd told you to take a trip around the world, you'd be on your way. But Elisha just sent a simple message. Go dip in the Jordan, the right process at the right place for the right purpose. Go dip 
in the Jordan seven times, and your leprosy will be clean. It made him mad. He didn't like it. And then when he began to think about it, he, he decided, well, what's wrong with substituting for the message that I've been sent? Are not the rivers of Abaddon far par just as good as the Jordan River? They're here in Damascus. Why can't I use the river of Abaddon far par? And as far as I know, both those rivers are cleaner and have more pure water in them than the river Jordan. I have a bottle of water at my house that came from the Jordan River that I got in 1985. And at that time, where I got that water out of the Jordan River, Jordan was a dingy, muddy river. But he said, I don't like what I've been told to do. I don't see any need of going to the Jordan River if I have to dip. Why can't I dip in these rivers here at home? And so he decided he'd substitute and change the message that had been given to him, that he would alter the plan. And that's when his servant said, Master, if he'd have told you to do some big thing, you'd have done it, and he's told you to do some little thing, and you're fussing about it. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan. The first part of verse 14 is basically word for word the action of doing what he was told to do in the message that Elisha sent. Elisha said, go dip in the Jordan seven times. He went and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times. Elisha said, when you do that, you'll be clean. The Bible says when he did that, his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child And he was clean. I told you I was going to preach one of the most important sermons I can preach on baptism. And since I started reading that chapter, I haven't mentioned baptism. But it's exactly parallel to everything that's in that chapter. Watch it. Naaman had a big problem. Man has a big problem with sin. Leprosy is the worst disease perhaps he could have. Sin is the worst problem we can have. Man in general goes to the wrong source to try to take care of that sin. He will go to some preacher that will tell him something other than what's in the Bible. And he will pray the sinner's prayer and think he's okay. Or he'll go to someone who says, you don't have to do anything. Just believe or just think of the grace that we talked about last night. And he's still got his problem. But many times people will determine to go to the right source and be convinced that this is the right source and that there is a prescription given in this book that will take care of the spiritual leprosy that we call sin. And so someone goes to that source, and he has the message. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. 
be buried with him in baptism. You can rise to walk in newness of life. If you will believe and be baptized, you can be saved. If you will repent and be baptized, you can have the remission of sins. And in the same sense that Elisha sent a simple message, God sends us a simple message. Sometimes it makes us mad. And the person says, nobody's going to tell me that I have to be baptized. Naaman basically said, nobody's going to tell me I have to go to the Jordan River and dip seven times. He got mad about it. But then he changed his attitude. And today, if a person is like Naaman, in many instances, he'll try to substitute. (coughs) Well, now, if I'm going to be baptized... We'll just sprinkle some water or pour some water. Isn't that just as good? I I don't think you have to be buried in baptism. I don't think you have to be immersed in baptism. Uh, Okay, I'll be baptized. And then another says, now now wait a minute, I'll be baptized, but, but that doesn't have anything to do with salvation. I'm already saved, and so I'll be baptized, but I'm already saved back at the point of faith. He's substituting, just like Naaman said, are not Abanun, far part, just as good as the Jordan River. But when a person today comes to his senses, instead of saying as Naaman did, behold, I thought, and basing what he does upon what he says, or what he thinks, he goes like Naaman went. And he's baptized like God has sent the message. And his sin is washed away and he is cured of his spiritual leprosy. After Naaman had dipped six times in the Jordan River, did he still have his leprosy? What is there about seven times? What is there about the Jordan River? If God had wanted to, could he have told him to dip in Abana or Farpar? Yes. There is not one thing in the Jordan River that will cure leprosy. If I thought it would, I'd use that bottle of water I've got and get some more, and I'd be out trying to help people. The only thing that cured the leprosy of Naaman was he finally did exactly what God told him to do. There is not a thing in this water that will cure sin. And if you leave God out of it, to me it's one of the most amazing things. It's almost silly. Now I said if you leave God out of it. To think that you can take a criminal and if he truly believes and repents, bury him in that and raise him and he is as clean as a baby, spiritually speaking. That doesn't make any sense from my reasoning any more than it made sense to Naaman when he reasoned for himself about what God had said. God said, go dip in the Jordan seven times and you'll be clean. 
What if Naaman had not gone to the Jordan? What if Naaman had dipped only six times? There is not a denominational preacher in Sumner County, Tennessee, or the United States who cannot understand that there was not a bit of power in the water of the Jordan River, but if Naaman had stopped at six times, he'd have had his leprosy. And yet they cannot understand sometimes that though there's no power in the water, God said, be baptized for the remission of sins, and you shall receive salvation, gift of the Holy Spirit, whatever is promised to the one who becomes a Christian. And my question is, if we can see it with Naaman, why can we not see it when we're talking about becoming a Christian? God said, go dip seven times. Naaman did. He was cured. God said, believe, repent, and be baptized for the remission of sins. And when you do, you'll be cured of your sins. Until Naaman dipped the seventh time, he had leprosy. Until you complete what God has told you to do, you still are in your sins. Don't you imagine that a little after he dipped that seventh time that he was a happy man and realized what he had been told and what he had done? You and I can have that same happiness without any doubts when we go and dip just like God has told us to. And if we can understand one, we can understand the other. If you have not dipped, if you have not been dipped in baptism and you're reluctant, you're just like Naaman was at first. But if you will submit yourself to the same thing he did, this is what God said, I'll do it. You can be free of your sins tonight. But you must do what God has said. If you need to be baptized, come for any reason. Come as together.